Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, you know who's here with me. It's my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reggie? Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, Merry Merry Christmas. Uh, a belated Merry Christmas, as they yeah. say, everybody. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we, we've been away for, I guess, a week. Um, last week, uh, between festivities and celebrations and life and work and uh you know reggie you know traveling the world um we weren't able to 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 get together uh but here here we are once again here we are once again is that what it was that's 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 what it was what you know i i as i look down the list of all the checklists that was all the activities we had going on okay all right (laughs) well look we back we're back we're back we're We're back back. so uh so so yeah so happy uh let us be some of the some of the first i guess to to wish all of our listeners a a merry christmas uh i guess a belated merry christmas and uh, like you said we've been gone a few a few episodes here but we're back uh life happens as as everyone knows and uh, it's that time of year unfortunately and uh, it doesn't help that our team isn't very good but uh but we're still here. We we're not going anywhere, and uh, so we appreciate everybody. Hope everyone had a wonderful uh, and Merry Christmas holiday, spending it with your families, your kids, and relatives, and all of that good stuff. So, but yeah. we're back. Yeah, and I think you know you and I both uh, from our regular full time job that that pays the bills. Uh, you know, are off this week. I'm sure a lot of people are are off this week, uh, enjoying some extra time with their family, um, but. You know, you and I continue to to watch the games. Uh, we're, we're we're suffering along with the other fans. Uh, Washington is on a six game losing streak. Uh, it, yeah. It's tough to say that six game losing streak. Uh, the last our last win was obviously sec- seven weeks ago against uh, New England Patriots, and and we struggled. We struggled yeah. from that, right? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. That, that wasn't pretty. Um, but our last two. Uh, losses uh that since we had our our last podcast was uh a 28 to 20 loss against the los angeles rams and then a 30 to 28 loss against the jets uh on sunday uh yes both both games uh actually both games from the beginning to the end were very very similar uh not only on the how the scoring went but you know some of the player did personnel I'm, that we can talk about here yeah did i did i miss something during the game i mean i watched it with any, anything special happen during well, those games well our defense continues to be porous we, we are the you know what we are the 32nd worst defense and and then and the number one reason why we are the 32nd worst defense is because there's no 33 34 35 36 <laughs> <laughs> right okay that, that is the number one reason why we're the 32nd worst defense because we can't get any lower right. um I, I know we'll get into the games but I, I i looked up something before we got on this uh podcast today All right let me washington hear. defensively is giving up an average of 30.2 points per game right horrible wow. so you look at if we had the 25th defense, we would be griping about how bad our defense is at the 25th. 
right? Okay. The 25th defense comparatively is only, I say only, 24.4 points, right? That's how big of a gap there is between the the 32nd and the 25th. Normally when you're going from, you know, the the 32nd to 32 to 31, you know, there's a half a point, you know, a 10th of a point, you know, a, a full point is a big jump. Um, but, but, you know, there's basically a touchdown roughly uh, between us and the 25th worst defense. We're, we're that bad. The the 25th comparatively would, would be kicking our butt. Yeah. You know, man, it, <laughs> I, I've said it, I know I've said it to you probably a hundred times and a few times on the podcast, but you could not have told me. I would have bet my paycheck that if you had told me that this team defensively with who was there, the return of a healthy full offseason of Chase Young, contract year of Chase Young, contract year of Montez Sweat, the drafting of Quan Martin, Martin, the drafting of Emmanuel Forbes, the contract year of Cam Curl, Deron Payne, Deron, uh, uh, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen got their money. All these things happening. You could not have convinced me that we were going to have a terrible defense. I didn't know what our offense was going to look like, but I would have bet my paycheck that our defense was going to be solid. Solid. And when I mean solid, top 15 easily. Top yes. 10, we the should top be. Half, top half, yes. Yeah, we should be, right? Yeah. But to be the, the 32nd ranked team in the league, you could not have convinced me. I would have argued you to the cows come home. Right. And yet here we are. Not only are we last, but we're awful. Like, like I don't even need to see the stats to even know. Right. Is that I watch the games. And our defense looks nothing like any other team that you watch on Sunday from a right. defensive perspective. It's like we, we we look very vanilla. It looks like our scheme is very basic. It looks like the guys still don't know where they're, where they're supposed to be. They're still lacking oh, communication. Covered. They're still giving up big plays. They're missing tackles. We we look like we're playing preseason football at the end of the season. Right, right. It uh, it's It's been ugly. And, and if you look at how many games this year – um, and I, I could go back and look, and maybe I'll do that uh, when the when we were doing a season wrap up. How many games were basically over at halftime? Right. Um, we were losing this past week against the Jets, twenty-seven to seven at halftime. Our right. defense gave up twenty-seven points yeah. and a half. Um, and man, it, it's even if the offense is putting up some points. To keep up with that, you know, throughout an entire game is just asking way too much from from an offense, especially with a rookie quarterback and a a a new offensive uh, system. Yes, we're we're into the season, uh, you know, fifteen games, sixteen games, whatever it is at this point, um, but it's still it's still year one with this, and it's it, it's it's ridiculous that the defense. Uh, again, as you said, the offense has its problems, and we can talk about that. But man, the defense is. Huge. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, just just the, the regression of our defense 
alone would have been enough to fire Ron and his staff when you got a defensive minded coach, right? Right. And 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 we've talked about it before. Um, you know, when we're at the bar watching the game, and it's how this team doesn't look any better in year four than it did in year one. Now, granted, Ron fought through some things health-wise, off the field-wise, but in terms of using Ron's word, we want to focus on what's interesting, what's important, and not what's interesting. And his thing was always for the players to focus on the field. And in his job, to focus on what's on the field and what's important, this team doesn't look any better today in year four than it did when he came here. Right. Did he change the culture? No doubt about it. But the problem was, Ron, it wasn't just to change the culture. There were other things that needed to change. And culture was important. C- culture was important primarily from a PR perspective and how this team looked nationally off the field. On the field, you still had a job to do, man. And in year four, it doesn't look any different. Um, you, we talked about how our defense being, being as bad as it is, but what has also happened is over the past, I'm going to say five to six weeks that the time you can coincide around the time that the, 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 the losing streak has, has started offensively. We look worse, right? We've all talked about it. I think there's tons of opinions and ideas about what it was. I don't think it's one thing, but I think we all can agree that the offense looks as if it has regressed with Sam Howell in the center. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what that reason is, but I would love to know, be sitting in the, the, uh, the meeting rooms, listening to Ron Rivera and or Eric Benjamin talking to the offensive staff to try to determine what they believe, what they see, what has changed, because this is not the offense. The offense was scoring. At one point, we were scoring almost 30 points a game. And then, but the defense was giving up 35 points a game. Right. And here we are where the the offense is, I can't imagine, we're probably averaging about 20 points a game. I wish I had done the research on that probably before we came on here. But, yeah. but offensively, we're not we're not averaging nowhere near the amount of points that we were probably halfway through the season. Even, even in the losing effort, the offense was was scoring points, and, the, and the, the, the cry from the fan base was if the defense could play a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Well, well now they're both playing terrible. Yeah, it, and it and – it, when I talked about the kind of the the Rams game and the Jets game being kind of mirror ga- games of each other, um, both teams jumped out to a to a lead, and Washington is trying to you know get back and and make it a game, and both games the way the, the change that kind of made it potentially interesting was a change at quarterback. Um, Sam Howell and the team struggled and Jacoby Brissett came in and started producing. Um, there, there are different reasons on both games. Why, why that happened. Um, I think in the first game against the Rams, the Rams were, were way up. Um, and, and, and they were kind of playing a a prevent defense. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, to to uh, Jacoby's credit, 
him and the team took advantage of it. And all of a sudden, you know, got to the end of the game. You're like, man, can, can is there enough time for them to make this a game? And, and there wasn't. Um, and, and that was fine, right? Uh, fast forward to the Jets game. Same thing happened. Now, the, uh, Jacoby came in mid-fourth quarter, no, quarter against the Rams. Third quarter. Mid, no, mid-fourth quarter against the Rams. Oh, the Rams. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Fast forward to the Jets, same thing, losing 27 to 7 at, at that point. And, but Jacoby comes in mid third quarter and bang, 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 there's some touchdowns. And what in the world just happened? Not, not only is Jacoby coming back, we're winning. Yes. We're winning. We and sure, we sure were. And the first touchdown, you kind of dismiss, right? Because you 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 think they're just playing lax. They're just kind of playing prevent. There's no way Washington's going to come back and do it again. Do it again. And all of a sudden, not only is Washington back in the game, but now there's a quarterback controversy. <laughs> not, not, not that there wasn't any heat on Sam Howell already, but now there's a the the, the magnifying glass is, is on the situation. Um, I don't know that it matters the last two games, but it, you know, there's. It, I, I'm happy that the that Washington found some success because other players on the offense find meaning to keep playing when you're having success, right? right? You just, you keep on getting slapped down three and out, three and out, three and out. You know, there's a point where you, you're trying, but your, your heart's not in it. All of a sudden you're back in the game and everybody's running a little bit crisper routes. People are blocking. They're holding that block, not, not for an extra second or two, but an extra 10th of a second. Um, just that little bit extra that, that, that is the spark. And I'm happy from that perspective, but where we thought we might have found our quarterback, I'm not saying we have or we haven't, but man, it 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 creates chaos at the quarterback position. Not only not so much for this year, but for into the future, everybody starts doubting more and more. Man, maybe Sam Howell isn't the quarterback. Oh, and let me piggyback on that for something you said there earlier. Uh, when 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 you're picking at 20 in the draft. You, you don't worry about his quarterback when you're picking at three, man. There's some, there's some uh, good-looking quarterbacks at three. <laughs> so there's that controversy, right? So yeah. so chaos, chaos is coming, right? GM, coach, uh, coaches. Uh, there's going to be some. You know, when when you have the thirty-second defense, there's going to be some player personnel turnover there. Uh, we know our offensive line is bad. Um, we're about to see good or bad. I mean, obviously, we have a bad team. There's going to, about to be a lot of chaos on this team, I think, the next two games as well as in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot <clears> – <throat> excuse me, a lot to unpack there, Ken. But let me just say this, man. Um, maybe our team name should be Washington Chaos Commanders because right. we love a good – Good controversy, man. Even even when we try to avoid it, we can't avoid it. 
right? Rondam came in early and was like, hey, we're going to just move on, guys. Sam is going to be our starter this year, and we're going to bring up a guy who is going to be the backup in a discussion. So we started a guy who's essentially a rookie, trying to avoid controversy. Let's see what we got in the kid. Boom. And just like Washington in the Ron Rivera era, it's always we control our own destiny, right? Anytime that we come down toward the end of the season, Ron Rivera teams always control their own destinies. If they win out, they can make the playoffs. If they don't, then they're going to be sitting at home. Right. I use that analogy to say that Sam Howell controlled his own destiny, if you will. Right. Um, it was his job to make it tough for ownership, head coach, new head coach, GM, or new GM, make the decision extremely difficult for them to make a decision on what they want to do with his future. Right. The people who get paid to do those evaluations can look beyond wins and losses and determine whether or not a player is a good player, whether that's a good running back, good receiver. They know whether or not Sam's a good quarterback. Despite the fact Washington was losing, Sam was playing well. And for those that want to say he was leading the league in, in passing, he was. But he was passing 100 times a game, right? right so right. he's going to lead the, the stats there. But to Sam's credit, he did what he was supposed to do. Because some guys – He was doing a lot of good things. He was with, doing a lot of good things. With, with some rookie mistakes, but there was more upside than downside. But Ab absolutely. Yeah. So, so although the team was not having success in the win-loss column – Sam was giving people the, to, the reason to believe, you know what, man, if we build around this guy, we might have something here. Right. But as the season went on, things started to look a little different. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know the reasons why, whether that is Sam hit a wall, Sam plateaued, got enough film on tape for defenses to figure out his weaknesses. I don't know. But things started to look a little different. And so the doors started to creep open in the minds of fans of whether or not Sam was the guy. But right. there was still enough positive for people to, to be like, but I see some good stuff here. It's not looking as good. We're kind of explaining away some of the bad. But then it got real bad. And people still wondered why. But it got bad enough to where the coaching staff said, let's sit you down. And unbeknownst to us, the worst thing that can happen was the backup quarterback came into the game and pretty much almost brought us back in the first game. The first game meaning against the Rams. But we explained, again, we explained it away. Right. They weren't playing same defensive scheme. They weren't pinning their ears back. They weren't blinging the same kind of pressure. Kobe's a, Jacoby Brissett's a vet. All right, cool. Ron tried to quiet the noise. Sam's still our guy. All right, Ron. But we saw, though. Sam's still your guy, but I saw how Jacoby's slinging the ball around. Terry gets, gets his first 100-yard game. And, oh, by the way, Terry had all, I mean, had his best game of the year. In fact, I think it's his career. So we play the Jets. The leash not quite as long against the Jets. Right. They pull Sam because it's still not looking good. And they pull Sam in the third quarter, middle of the third quarter. Jacoby got a quarter and a half, essentially, to come in. And for six straight drives, Jacoby Brissett threw a touchdown. 
going back to the Rams game. Now, all of a sudden, you want to tell me this ain't the same scenario as the, as the Rams game because they're not just pinning their ears. They're not just playing a prevent defense. And Jacoby Brissett behind that same offensive line, same offensive coordinator, same receivers who some people say can't get separation. All of a sudden, we got a run game. Passes are getting completed. And for crying out loud, man, we come back. Not only do we come back, but we take the lead. We lose the game only because the Jets kicker kicks a game-winning field goal with 12 seconds to go. I don't remember the distance. It was, it seems 50, like it was about 50 yards. I want to say 56 yards, yeah. So, so if it wasn't for the kicker doing what he does, Jacoby brings us back and we win the game. All right. And only because of the holidays, I've not been tuned in to a lot of sports radio talk. So I don't know what Ron or Sam has said publicly regarding the Jets game. But, man, let me tell you. Whereas the door had crept open for people to wonder about Sam, the door is wide open. So now you got people who just say Sam ain't the guy. Right. And then there's people who are defending Sam. But by virtue of this holiday weekend, Washington is now sitting in the third spot, a prime spot for you to draft what most people feel will be a franchise quarterback. And by the way, the door is wide open because Sam has now opened that door wide open. Right. So now where Sam held his own destiny in his hands, now he's leaving it up to the new regime to make this decision. And let me tell you, Sam, there's a lot of question marks. And I have been a believer, Sam Howe, all the way through. And I still do kind of believe in the kid. If I'm being honest, I'm not as convinced about him as I was. But I've also not given up on Sam Howe. Right. Because I think, me personally, although Jacoby Brissett came in and played well, I think the difference between the play, and I'll wrap this up here, the difference between their play comes down to one thing, and that is experience. I think Jacoby can come in and look at a formation. A guy goes in motion. He sees what the defense is going to do and knows where to go with the ball. Sam, on the other hand, sees the formation, see a guy goes in motion, sees with the defense, and I think there's some uncertainty about what he sees, and that comes with experience. Jacoby's been in the league a long time and knows. that There's why you hear guys, I've heard Hall of Fame quarterback after Hall of Fame quarterback says, by the time the game truly slows down for you, your athleticism has eroded. By the time you figure it out mentally. Right. I've heard Steve said, I heard Tom Brady said, I heard Drew Brees said, Aaron Rodgers talks about it. By the time you figure it all out, it's kind of late in your career, and that's where it, it becomes between the ears and less about your athleticism. And Sam hasn't figured that out. And so to me, that's the difference in why it works. But I can't ignore the fact that it works. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't disagree with anything that you said there. Um, I think to your point of, of uh, Jacoby being a veteran speaks volumes. Um, and I think one thing that would help Sam Howell uh, next season isn't going to be – able to happen for him right not not only was he basically a rookie this year but next year if the team was playing better that let's just say good enough to save ron's job 
okay. and, and the coaching staff's job, it would have been a second year for him to be in this offense, uh, a second training camp, a second mini camp to truly understand the offense. And, and not only is he, I mean, he may understand the offense, but to your point, it's another offseason to read defenses. You know, th that's where you're putting in your film work is reading the defenses and knowing where to go without even thinking. Like you said, you walk up to the line and, and you hear, uh, I mean, just as a perfect example, look at uh, loudmouth Tony Romo. Um, when when he when he's broadcasting, he the, the team lines up, and half the time he's calling out what the play is going to be, or where they're going to throw the ball, or, or where they're going to throw. And he's right more often than not, right? Mm -hmm. And he and he's doing it. He's not even there on the field. He's he's up there, you know, looking at it real quick, and he knows right away. That's that comes with experience that Sam Howe doesn't have right now. Um, so. To your, uh, I agree. I don't know if Sam is the answer or not, and the last couple weeks hasn't helped him. Correct. Uh, moving into the future, um, look, I would love for him to be the guy, right? I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to use the number three, number four, number five pick that we end up with uh, on a quarterback. I, I would. I would love to be looking at Harrison Jr. Uh, I would love to be looking at the number one tackle. Uh, I'd love to be looking at the number one tight end. Uh, another another piece. I, I would love to go from the number three pick, trade down to number seven, pick up three or four really good picks, and still pick up a hell of a guy at, at six, seven, eight uh, in the draft. Um, that was, that was my you, hope as well. But when you have a hole at quarterback, if that's what you think that you have, you got to feel that you got to feel that before you do anything else. So, um, again, we, we, you, you said it, uh, you know, the, 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 the Washington chaos commanders is where we're going to be in the off season. Uh, ho hopefully yeah. by, by training camp, the, the, the chaos will have calmed down, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot there's, of change. There's going to be a lot of talk, man, between now and the draft, because at this point we're, we're going to be in a prime spot. I think at this point, at worst, we'd be in the fourth spot, still in a prime spot to make any move. Are you trying to say we're not going to win any more games, Reg? We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but, but my point being is we'll be in a spot to where we can either trade back, right. the team's going to want to be in the fourth spot, or we'd be in a great spot to move up. But there's going to be so much speculation, and we know how the leading up to the draft, there's all this smoke and mirrors. We know there's a lot of these mock drafts. We know there's a lot of talking. And no one truly knows. And so it's going to be crazy talk, crazy with the amount of talking, I should say, in regards to what Washington is going to do. They're going to tie every top quarterback to us, right? Just simply because yeah. a lot of, I think the narrative on Sam Howe, all the people who would champion Sam Howe, even nationally, I think have now pulled back. So now it's, you got to go with the quarterback. And so there's going to be all of this talk connecting Washington to a, to a quarterback. And so that's what our offseason is going to be filled with until we get to the draft. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think the draft's in April. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna have months and months of this crazy stuff, man. Where it's gonna I know it's gonna wear me the hell out. Well, it's but, Washington because of everything. Washington is going to be 100 percent in the offseason news. Right. 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 I mean, but, but, you, but, but, you, got, you got a high draft pick. You got a, you're going to have a new GM, a new coach. You I know. know hold, I know. 
But yeah. where I was going with that, though, but if Sam had closed the door on any quarterback talk, right, we're less focused on the QB, and it's probably does we do we trade back and gunner more picks to help support and build around Sam, and we're going to be picking a guy whether it's our offensive lineman, the tight end out of Georgia, the wide receiver Marvin. We're talking having that conversation because we know when you talk quarterbacks, man, it is on a different level of conversation and intensity when you're talking to people. But if we already got our quarterback, it's just a matter of well, who do we pick? Do we right. go offensive defense? Do you go tight end? Do you go offensive tackle? Right? Those are the conversations you're having as opposed to are they going to stick with Sam or are they going to draft the quarterback? And if they get the quarterback, which one are they going to get? Do you go with the Heisman Trophy winner? Do you go with the kid out of Carolina? You got the SC. So now it's a different level of conversation because Sam opened the door for this type of, this type of conversation. And it's going to be on fire over the next few months and that's the part i'm like oh geez you know yeah and 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 i would say sam's journey with washington commanders is going to partially come down to who the gm and head coach end up being correct right um are, are they offensively minded defensively minded are they hiring somebody that's known to groom young quarterbacks or not um it, a lot of the a lot of those little subtle variables are going to come into play um and you know time will time will tell yeah uh but there's again there's there's going to be a lot of chaos this off season and That's my name, man. chaos commanders yeah yeah uh and, and you know i guess Maybe uh, Captain Chaos will will be our our new head coach. Uh, you know. Who? Who? Uh, Cooley. That was Cooley's nickname, Captain oh, Chaos. Yeah, no, no. Uh, no. I'm joking about that. I'm joking about good, that. Good. I was gonna say, man, you drink too much eggnog. Spiked <laughs> eggnog, Ken. Uh oh, uh oh. But uh, but you you mentioned something about whether or not we win any more games, and so as of as of today. Washington is sitting in the number three spot. New England is sitting in the fourth spot. And the only reason we are in the third spot is due to strength of schedule because we beat New England. So you would think New England would be in front of us. But no, due to the same record, strength of schedule, we're sitting in the third spot. So what's going to determine that is going to be what happens over the next two weeks. Who wins? Who loses? Not only just between us and New England but the teams that we have played, right? Right. So a lot of people feel as if you play to win the game, right? To quote my, my man, Herm, Edward, love Herm, by the way, you play to win the game. Right. Except Herm. <laughs> Except. But a lot of people feel that's the way you do it. You don't go out and try to lose. And listen, I am, a, I am convinced there's not a man on that team in the Washington Commanders that is going to go out, that went out last Sunday, going to go out this Sunday and the following game with intent of lose because they, they don't care one bit about draft pick. And they're right. not out there trying to lose. Those guys are individual contractors, as we say. They're trying to put good tape out there so other teams, whether it's Washington or any other team, is looking to know that those guys don't quit. So they're not going out there to lose not one game. Right. Okay. But organizations can lose games. That's where they start sitting guys who's got a little nicked up injury here. We'll just sit you out. We'll play a young guy. We play rookies. We play backups. There's other things organizations can do to 
say we're trying to win, but you're not really trying to win. Right, right. Some people feel like that's losing mentality. That's fine. But Ken, I'm going to ask you, should Washington go out and try to win one of the last two games? That's San Francisco and, of course, at home against Dallas. Um, what say I, I, you, sir? I'll, give, I'll give you the, the easy answer is yes. They should go and try to kick ass on both games. Okay. But it doesn't matter <laughs> because they're, they're not in the same league as, as either either one of those teams. Both those teams are going to the playoffs, and at this moment, we are 100 miles away from the playoffs. Uh, we can't even buy, you know, the Washington Commanders can't even buy tickets to go watch the Super Bowl. That's how far off uh, we are. So, um, so it, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I kind of what I mentioned about the Jets game. I liked that we were competitive, but at the end of the day, when we lost, I was like, hundred percent okay with it, right? But how we were losing in the first half really bothered me, because it it, it was how. It was how we were losing. It was how we were playing. It was how sloppy, how the mistakes. I'm like, right. just so forfeit drop, the game. Just forfeit passes. the game if that's how you're going to be. There was drop um, passes, the 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 um the the fumble coverages. by the uh, Crowder. I mean, it was just it was just sloppy. Yes, yes. I mean, he, I mean, before he fumbled it and they recovered it, he fumbled a kickoff. Right, he he fumbled the kickoff, uh, picked it up and ran it to the eight yard line or something like that, and that's where we started. Um, you know, I don't. I don't want that. That's not. That's that is the football that you can't build on for next year, right? What we saw with Jacoby Brissett, and you lose, is what you can build on for next year. Um, and I said going into the game, I don't care if we win or lose. I want our young talent to have success. Sam Howell was in in this case that wasn't Sam Howell. Um, some of our you know, some of the receivers were dropping balls. I mean, the very first pass was uh, nobody around right in his hands for a little uh, screen pass. Uh, Samuel dropped it. He could have picked up probably five to seven yards off of that. Mm -hmm. And it was all downhill from there. Um, but okay, but, but, yeah, but we're question, not, we're not going the question win. is, do you want us to win the game? I want us to play well. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and lie that I don't like our number three pick. Um, so I, I, yes, I, no. at this point I'll say, go, go ahead and lose and, and play well. Um, and if, if we walk out with a win, so be it. it it'll be up to the coaches and, and the staff to, what? to make it, but, but that, it's not going to matter. It, we're, we're not. No, being, it, it does matter from a draft perspective. That's what I'm asking. No, from it, it, does, it does. It does. In, in, in the big scheme of thing, no. If they if they go if they win the next two games, we're still. It's, not it's, going hypothet it's hypothetical because we're not going to win either one of those games. Okay, that's fine. But anything can happen. If, if they if they start Jacoby set and then one of those teams already clinched and they they can't improve their position, they could easily rest some players and we could win the game, especially if they start Jacoby from the start. And as of we doing this podcast, I don't know what Ron has said. I don't know if he's already given Sam Howell the start or right. he's decided we're going to do something. The last thing I heard him say post game was 
we're going to evaluate. And the last time Ron said we're going to evaluate something, it usually means a change in position. Switch. Whether that was right. with right. whether that was with Cheeseman, he did it with Jack Rio, he did it with William Jackson. So whenever he says we're going to evaluate, that's usually not a good sign. So my question is, big scheme, it doesn't matter if they win the next two games, but it does affect the draft position. Do you want them to win the next two games? Yes or no? Um, I'm I'm fine where we're sitting at number three. You just can't you just can't say, huh? I, just, I don't, <laughs> don't worry, man. I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, no. I, I don't I don't want to just. I, me, I don't want to tank to tank, right? I that that that's I I don't I don't have a problem losing the games, right? I don't I don't want us to. Let me do this. Let me do this. We're not going to win this game. Because you, 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 hemming and hawing over here. But let me do it. No. Let's see. Yeah, see I did I, that. I understand where you are. No. See, I didn't even waver. No, because there's nothing to gain. There's nothing to gain by winning any of these games. And you're right. The probability of us winning one of these games is very slim based on who our opponents are. But the way this team has been playing the past two weeks, when they put in a different quarterback, we could have won both of those games. We ran out of time in, in L.A., and if it wasn't for the kicker kick, kicking his butt off with that 50-something-yard field goal, we win that game. No, hold on. It's my time ahead, now. Ahead, ahead, my time. We gain nothing by doing that. Do I want the team to play well? I enjoyed the Rams game when Jacoby came in because we looked like a team, but I wanted us to lose. The way we were looking against the Jets in the first half with Sam Howell and and the, and the all the fumbles and follies that were going on, that wasn't fun to watch. But when Jacoby came in the game and we started driving up and down the field and scoring touchdowns and getting in scoring position, that was fun to watch. But I didn't want us to win the game because winning the game does absolutely nothing good for this team big picture. Big picture is we have to rebuild. We're getting ready to hit reset. We got new ownership, new new front office, and you need all the draft capital you can get. And right now, I'd rather be sitting in the number three or four spot than sitting in the number nine or ten spot because we went out and won a meaningless game against the Jets or win a meaningless game against San Francisco or a, a meaningless game because we hate losing to the Dallas Cowboys. And as much as I hate to say it, I want to win that last game of the season against Dallas Cowboys. But you know what? If winning that game against the Dallas Cowboys mean that we don't get one of the guys that I think could help us rebuild, this would be the this would be the Joe Burrow, Chase Young scenario all over again. I'm not with it. Because as I told you, sitting at that bar, I'm, I'm willing to give new ownership in front office a clean slate. What I'm not willing to do is to give new ownership in front office 10 years to rebuild this thing. So they're going to have to hit the ground running for me to continue this fandom. And what I need them to do is to be able to make all the right decisions early and often. So to answer the question or my own question, absolutely not. There's no reason we need to win this game. Period. I'll add to that. I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying with the exception. Ain't no exception. There, there, there is. And hear me out on this. <laughs> Last year, with one week to go going into the Dallas game, we are all fine losing that game, right? All of a sudden, Sam Howell is, is named the starter. He balls out, and by him doing that, 
and everything and the approach and everything that we hear without that game, we wouldn't have had Sam Howell as a starter this year. Now you may look at it and go, that was a waste, but we discovered potentially a franchise starting quarterback last year. Um, Can I respond? If, if we, if we win these games, one game, two games, the reason why I want us to win is because Sam Howell comes out and breaks out of this funk that he's been in the last few weeks and balls out and says, Hey, don't worry about having the number three pick. We'll be, we'll be fine at the number 10, 11 pick. Cause you got your franchise quarterback. Okay. Can I right. I, I, the only, that, that is the only way that I want to win is with Sam Howe definitively securing that, that, that position. I don't know that you can do it in two weeks, but if at the end, Sam Howe looks like crap and somehow we win because Jacoby comes in. No, I don't want to win like that. Okay. Um, so let me respond to that, Ken. I hate to say it as a, as a supporter of Sam Howe, the narrative has been written. Sam's not, so Sam's not, Sam's not, so Sam's not going to change that in two weeks. Okay. So, although I understand what you're saying, but, but we're talking hypothetical here, Reggie, the, the hypothetical, the, the, well, re- well, let me, the, real, well, let me the realism is we're not going to win either one of these two games, whether nah, you want nah, to or not. I, I don't know that. I, I think, the, I think the, the probability is very low. I'm giving you that, but the way teams handle the end of the season, teams that are fighting for something versus teams who aren't playing for nothing, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So therefore, I'm not willing to make it a foregone conclusion. If we were playing the 49ers and the Cowboys in week eight and nine, done. But we're playing them at the end of the season. Okay? The 49 So I don't know what's going to happen. And as I said, I don't even know if he start named Brissett or Sam the starter. But here's the thing. That Sam, Sam Howe is not going to change the narrative in two weeks. People will say, okay, well, I don't know what happened to him the past few weeks ago, but I'm glad to see him playing well. But how do we know that this is not an – I mean, you can, you can go on and on with the what else if, even if Sam looks good the next two weeks. I think he's going to eliminate it, but the, the, the same the – same, No, but okay. The but, same but, chances of us winning those games are the same chances of Sam Howell balling out. I don't necessarily think that he, that he will with this team, the way we're playing right now. I don't, I don't think anybody balls out. Okay. Right. Jacoby Brissett is not going to ball out. That's but fine. under the under the let's pretend game, that is the only way that I want us to win is because we secure a quarterback. I still don't, I still don't want to win because I'm going to tell you what. You can still look at a game and a team can lose and you can still go, man, there's something there. Because even if Sam Howe had played his butt off last year and we lost to the Cowboys by – field goal or tucker points or whatever you still would be like man that kid right there he gets a full offseason training excuse me training camp whatever 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 you want to call and you still would have felt good about sam howell the fact that he played and beat the dallas cowboys made it a little bit sweeter but if he had played exactly the way he played in a losing effort you still can deem man we might have something so whomever they play against the 49ers and whoever they line up and play put on the field against the Cowboys, if that guy shines, even in a losing effort, you're still going to feel pretty good about it. If K.J. Herring all of a sudden goes out there over the next two weeks and start getting some sacks, 
Chris Rodriguez start playing a certain kind of way, whomever, you, you name the player. If they ball out and still lose the game, it's not going to change how you feel about said player because you're going to be like, that's why you let young guys play. So I don't need the team to win a meaningless game just for me to decide whether or not AKA Sam Howe's a good quarterback or AKA KJ Henry's a good edge rusher. I don't, I don't need to win to see that. I can see that in the, in the, in the, in the game. Right. So, so yeah. So just so we can move on from this. Absolutely not. We need to go. We need to lose two more. So you said we're on a six game losing streak. Make it eight. Make it eight. <laughs> Make it eight. Uh, I, I think we've already covered it, but do you want to touch base on San Francisco pregame here? Uh, we can do San, it. San Francisco just coming off of a loss to the, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they got manhandled. Yeah, it, it, I didn't anticipate them to to not that they w- would win or lose, but I didn't anticipate it to be like that. Um, San Francisco. I, I, Ironically, it looked like they look like Washington the way the way it ha- happened, right? Yeah. You got this young quarterback, Brock Purdy, has a terrible game. Now, granted, right. I don't think all the interceptions were on him, but it doesn't matter. Right, having a terrible game, they bring in the backup, <laughs> and all of a sudden, journeyman backup, right? Sam Donald looks pretty good. Yeah. So. It, it was just kind of interesting that that's how it was. But, yes, you, you were saying the 49ers are going to come in here? Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're 11-4, and four and, they're, and they're trying to right the ship after a loss, uh, get everything going in the right direction for them going into the playoffs. And, you know, is this a, is this a, uh, a scrimmage game to get uh, right for game. them? To you get know? right game, yeah. What's a get right game? Yeah, they uh, – you know, it, it's, it's like the seniors – uh, and in high school, that they play the JV team right before the season starts, uh, just to run through their plays. Um, the stars yeah. have a line for the 49ers, man. <laughs> yes, yes, they, they, need to get, they need to get right game after that Monday night debacle. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, come on, yeah, let, 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 let's work on a few things and uh, let's work on a few things without beating up our second and third string defense, uh, in the uh, during practice week. Oh, um, man. Yeah, they are. They're another class, uh, you know, of a team. Uh, they're solid across the board, offensively, defensively. Uh, I I think it is going to be where it's going to be the most ugly is at the line, right? Okay, they've got a good offensive line. They've got a good defensive line, and and that is where it's going to be ugly for us. Uh, the, uh, whether whether it's Jacoby or Sam, Jacoby and Sam are going to be in, in trouble, as well as our our pass rushers who aren't putting a lot of pressure on is going to find a tough day. Um, they they better do a lot of rotating because they're going to be working hard to get nowhere. You know, like, like running in mud. They're going to stretch our defense very thin right they because our defensive front is based on the past few weeks is not going to get any pressure and Brock Purdy is going to have a good right game and so between Christian McCaffrey George Kittle Debo right yeah they're going to get out here and they're going to put up some points and make it very tough because we're we're not a good come from behind team especially if they stick with Sam even when even when Sam was playing at his best we were never a team that could come back from large deficits. Right. 
Um, so so from a from an offensive side against our defense, and oh by the way, last ranked defense in the league. Yeah, this team is this team is going to come in here, um, and I don't think it's going to be pretty. Let, let me let me make a prediction real quick. Uh, okay. As you're watching the game or listening to the game, we are on week 17, but game 16, right? Okay. It's been a lot of game played up to this point. You are going to hear somebody on San Francisco have the best game of the season or the first. This is the first time <laughs> this receiver has caught two touchdowns in one game. This is the first time such and such. Oh, he hasn't broken 100 yards yet this year, but this is the first time he's done it. I agree. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to happen. I agree. Uh, I agree. Um, so. so along with that, um, we'd be remiss to talk about the return of some former players and coaches. Yeah. Um, I think the most notable of all and the most recent will be the return of Chase Young back to D.C., so you know he's going to want to ball out. You know the play, defense is going to want to try to get him some numbers and stuff. How, how do you how do you think the fans at this point feel about Chase? Are they going to cheer him? They not like him? What is you? What do you think the fans' overall reaction is going to be with with Chase Young? If this was, it's kind of going to be a long answer, Ken, because there's a lot of ifs. If yeah. this was in the middle of the season. Washington was playing good and we had a lot of fans there. I think you probably see more booze because it would be like, yeah, screw you. We don't need you because we're playing well without you. Right. That's what, unfortunately, that's how people think. But the fact that our team is not very good and a lot of people now feel like maybe we shouldn't have got rid of Chase and Montez. It's going to be, we miss you. We wish you need you back. So I think the majority of the reception is going to be positive because I think people have buyer's remorse because when Chase was here, they was all on his ass. Now all of a sudden defense not playing well. And man, we wish you was here. And, and case in point, I saw the stat on Twitter. Montez has been gone. Right. And still lead the team in sacks. He'd been right. gone. I think six, seven weeks. Yeah. Then he goes, he goes he to Chicago. Teams in sacks. I think he goes to Chicago and yeah. he's leading them in sacks. And the first thing people want to say, we shouldn't have got rid of him. Well, he right. wasn't doing it here. Right. Damn it. And if you don't think that they were talking to him about a contract, uh, I'm sure they were. Which they were. And, yes. and if you believe if you believe the reports between the two, Montez is the one they wanted, but they couldn't resist the draft capital that Chicago was willing to give up. But Montez was the guy they wanted to keep. So it's not like they just willy-nilly said, get rid of the guy. And for all you know, his ownership could have said, we're going to probably be hitting reset, go get some draft capital. But you couldn't pass up a essentially a late first round pick for Montez Sweat, right? Okay, and, and, but but people don't want to hear all of that. All they want to know is we got rid of Montez and Chase Young instead right. of looking behind the curtain and seeing some of the details. Yeah, but yeah. I do think I do think the reviews would be mixed, but probably mostly positive um, toward Chase Young. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a polite positive, but I think there's more indifference. Or don't really care about yeah. Chase, uh, and I think that kind of speaks volumes. I think for, but to your point, Montez, I think people would. I, I think I think across the board, more people, if given the opportunity to sign one or the other, even at the time, even at the time that they were uh, traded, would have kept Montez and Agreed. let 
and let Chase go. I, I agree. I agree. And with Chase Young, Trace Young has gone out to San Francisco, and although he's on a winning team, he's not had the impact on the field and statistically the way Montez. Chicago's not winning, but I don't think many Chicago fans are having buyer's remorse on Montez given the production that he has came in and continued to produce. Chase Young is going to San Francisco, and you, you still – I watched some of the game last night, and I still saw Chase Young that we saw in D.C. He was still overrunning plays, right. almost getting to the quarterback. I mean, he, he just he's just still the same same guy. And I'm not trying to dog pile on him, but this is the reason why I wasn't on board and paying him a huge contract just based on his name, Chase Young, out of Ohio State, number two pick in the draft. I wanted to pay him based on the production and the results that I thought that we would get going forward. And he's still doing exactly what he was doing in Washington. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with him on a contract because obviously he's, he's in a contract year. Right. I can't wait to see what kind of contract he's going to get because I do not think he's going to get a big contract. He's either going to get a, a contract, but it's not going to be like Montez or he's going to get signed some somewhere on a one year prove it deal. He's yeah. I, I, I think, I think more of the, the latter, um, and cause I mean, not only are you proven your skills cause he has skills wise, he hasn't balled out. And number two, there's still going to be some concerns with, uh, some of the injuries that he's yeah. had. Um, so I, I don't see him signing a four or five year contract. It'll be a, a one, two year at best is, is what I would expect. But as they say, it only takes one, one out of 32 teams, uh, to get that. Um, and then when he goes free agent. It wouldn't surprise me if he's not that first wave, if he's the second wave, because his his asking price and length of contract will be too high. Everybody will settle on somebody else. He'll come in and be a that yeah. second group of people. Yeah. That, they're uh, they're going to let the market set itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, to, to your point, you got uh, him, you got Trent Williams, and then you, know, you can even throw in Shanahan. Um, you, you always have these – successful NFL quarterbacks that are that are linked to Washington one way or the other that have come through. Um, is there four? Uh, I don't know if all four teams are um, playoff teams. I know probably say, that, that, would be San, that would be San Francisco, uh, Green Bay, uh, Miami, Miami, and what's the other one? Oh, uh, Los Angeles Minnesota. Rams. And Minnesota. Kevin O'Connell. Ah, yes, yes. So, uh, we, I guess, in a roundabout, you know, Shanahan and Gruden had a lot of uh, young uh, assistant quarterbacks that have have gone on to be successful. Um, Very much so. But very uh, much so. But but with that being said, uh, you know, we they've I don't I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think they have a dynamic. They they, they're not going to score necessarily. You don't think of San Francisco scoring like Miami, right? These these big explosive plays, uh, but they are. I think San Francisco offensively is probably the most well rounded team um, on, on both sides of the ball. On, on both sides, I would say. And then you flip over to the defense. The defensive line is tough, man. Their linebackers are are special linebackers, and then their secondary is is very solid. Um, and you know, it's, it's going to make for a long day for Washington. I don't think, you know, when you look across the board, there's anywhere that Washington consistently beats beats them, right? Our offense isn't beating their defense, vice versa. Um, the 
you know, again, they had a bump in the road. It'll, it'll be a reset for them, uh, refocus where they need to go. And Washington's going to be coming in. I think at the, at, for, from Washington's perspective, they're going to be playing them at the wrong time. Uh, that could have been any time this year, but I, but I don't hear doubt you. it. I don't doubt it, but well, is, is it uh, that time, Ken? I, it might as well be. It might as well be. <laughs> uh, you know, this used to be a fun, ep- a fun segment, <laughs> but it's not as fun as it was the first six, seven, eight weeks. Oh, uh, and, and that's because Washington has played so poorly. Uh, do you want to go first, Reg? Yeah, I'll keep mine simple, man. Listen, San Francisco 49ers is a Super Bowl favorite team, Ken. Yes. Right? In fact, if I'm being completely honest, outside of Washington, I'm pulling for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, right. I hate Dallas. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't like the Philadelphia Eagles. And then from there, I think it falls down to teams like the Rams and a bunch of others. Right, right. Right. So the three teams that are probably at the top, top of the NFC is going to be Dallas, Philadelphia, and, and 49ers. Right. Ain't rooting for Dallas and Philly. Nope. So I'm pulling for San Francisco. I'm not a huge Kyle Shanahan fan. You're going to be but, pulling for him this week. Let's be real. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not pulling for him. I'm pulling for him this week. Come on. But, you said but, you wanted but, to lose. You well, well I, I, lose. I do. I do. But not pulling for him like that. I mean, right, yeah, right, I right. hope we lose the game. But, but, <laughs> You know, every time since we're not in the playoffs, I always try to hitch my wagon to someone I'm pulling for, rooting for in the playoffs to try to go all the way. And this year, that team is San Francisco. So um, I I just like the way they do things over there. Um, And they are what I would want our team to look like on both sides of the ball. Not necessarily a copycat of it, but a good offensive team and a good defensive team. And when you come to play, you better come to play. Right. So that being case, man, these te- this team is a Super Bowl favorite team, and we are the complete opposite of that. And so this is going to be a a bloodbath. I think I think they're going to to blow this thing out. And I'm 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 saying this based on Sam Howell being the starter. I don't know what Ron has said publicly. So if he's giving Brissett, um Kobe Brissett the start. It may look a little bit different, but in the end, I still think uh, San Francisco win this game. And I am going to say that my confidence level is a zero. All right. All right. I I, I understand that. Um, it's funny that you commented on the on the team um, that they are what we look that we they are what we want to be. I, I couldn't agree with that more. And I'll go even a step further that a lot of teams that that are, are still winning, um, their approach in going to get um, Chase Young, you know, they, they had, I mean, they were leading the NFL and it wasn't enough. They, they wanted to add another piece or two at a, at a reasonable price. And they mm-hmm. went out and they were, again, you, you, what was that week nine week 10 that was the uh the, the cutoff but even at that point they were looking to get better correct right and i can appreciate that there's not enough teams out there that probably do that i think the nfl is starting to make more mid to late season trades uh compared to five or seven years ago uh but it, but it's the winning teams that do that and to your point that's exactly where i want to be 
Um, my confidence level is you were at a zero. My, I am at a negative zero. Um, that is a number, man. I looked it up. That is a true number, a <laughs> negative zero. Um, you just make up numbers, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You can't make up. I, I did it. I did it. I did it. It, 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 if it wasn't a number before, it, 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 that's a uh, oh, has God. has no meaning to it. I'm going to tell you, it has meaning. Hey, hey, for the people out there, you know, you got you got our system. You got the Roman numerals. Apparently, yeah. we got we got the Ken numbers. Yes, you got a negative zero on on this. Um, <laughs> oh my God, man! I, you know, it's it's not even a it's not even a, a strong zero versus a weak zero. It's a negative zero. I just went negative on us. All right. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, there's, no, I'm gonna there's be there. No, I'm gonna be there watching though. I am gonna be there. I'm gonna be there I'm suffering. Be there I'm gonna be suffering with all my friends. That's uh, what I do. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, if if we pull it off, we'll I, be, I guess we'll I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. You know, do you do a shot for for celebrating, no. or you do a shot for misery because we'll you be won. Mad. But either way, we'll do a shot. I ain't gonna do but, no but, shot. I'm mad. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, Sunday. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely sober. <laughs> I have no doubt about it. I have no doubt about it. Oh man, you got anything else? Man, that's it, man. So just good good to be back. Yeah, get back on on the grind here here as this season come to a close for us Commander fans and uh, it's been a long season, man. And it's it seems like it's been long, long because our season's been over for for quite some time. If we if we're being honest with each other, but uh, but this is what we do, man. It's part of our identity to live through the misery. That's right. Of That's being right. a Washington Commander fan. So, but <laughs> well, anyway, we're, we're taking over for what the Chicago Cubs used to be. You're damn right. right. But they were the level. They were lovable losers. We're we, we don't have much lovable uh, from the outside looking at us, right? Well, I ain't no lovable loser. We're, we're the. We're no, the, I'm, we're not, the I'm not good when we're losing. We're we're the, we're the chaotic losers. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so all right, man. But that's all I got, y'all. So we appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, we're back and we won't leave you like this again until next week suffer through with us peace out knuckleheads peace out